As a youth pastor, teacher, camp director, or whatever form of youth ministry that you're involved in, uh, you know that you should be praying for the youth in your program. I know you know that. But there can be times when prayer doesn't feel as important as we know that it is. So in this episode, I want to talk about why and how we should be praying for our youth. Because if we can gain a better understanding of these two things, I think it will be a great reminder to us just how important it is to be faithful in our prayers. So welcome back to Maximize Youth Ministry. My name is Michael Collins. I'm the creator of Maximize Youth Ministry and your host. Sorry, we've been gone for a little while. I've just finished moving across the country from North Carolina to California with my wife and dog. Uh, but we are getting settled now, and, and finally I found some time to record a new podcast episode. Now, before we really get into it, I want to make a quick note. Uh, if you've taken the Tough Case 101 course available at MaximizeYouthMinistry.com, uh, you've heard me talk about prayer at the end of that course and how we should pray with and for the students in our ministry. In this episode, I'm just going to be focusing on praying for our youth, not necessarily the times when we are praying with them, although a lot of the same principles can still be applied, obviously. So let's jump into this. I want to start with the how. And I'm not going to try to tell you exactly how you should be saying your prayers. I just want to take a look at Scripture and the prayers that we see in Scripture and what Christ tells us about how we should pray and how we can apply that to when we are praying for the youth in our ministry. When we, you know, looking at Ephesians chapter 3, we get an example of one of Paul's prayers. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's a very famous section that I'm sure you've probably taught from before, uh, but Paul says, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and how long and how high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, I don't know about you, but most of the time when I'm praying for someone else, for one of my students, it's not, it doesn't sound like that. Uh, a lot of times I've, when I'm praying, I find that I'm, I'm praying for little things. If a child or teen comes to me with a problem, they're, they're, they're struggling in school or their sports or at home with something, I'm praying just that they can get through this little challenge, whatever it is that's come up. Um, I'm just asking God to help them with that. I'm not, and I never get around to, to praying for them the way that Paul is, is praying for the Ephesians here. He's, he's asking that they would experience this fullness of God that they just surpasses understanding. They experience his love in, in a way that, that no one ever has of, of this, just the infinite depth and width and power of God's love that surpasses knowledge. And man, I mean, that's, that is worth praying for, right? Uh, it just makes me feel like my prayers are too 
small-minded almost, that I'm too focused on, on the problems and not on the God that has the answers to any problem. And I'm not saying here at all, don't, please don't hear this and think that I'm telling you, you shouldn't be asking God uh, for help with the small things in your life. You know, I think there's two, two extremes we can often go to. Um, one being only asking God for small things, like I was just talking about, never getting around to asking him to help our youth experience him and an understanding of him that surpasses knowledge. Um, the other one is thinking that, well, my this problem is too small to be taken to God. Uh, I, I should really save my 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 prayers for my big needs, my big requests, um, which is kind of funny. I, I learned from a man named O.A. Fish that he used to say all the time, every problem is small to God, you know, and it's just our own perception that makes some problems seem bigger than others, but they're all small to God, but he still wants to hear about all of them. Um, you know, we're told to do that in Philippians, Chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Don't worry. Uh, in everything with prayer and petition and thanksgiving, may present your request to God. I'm sure that you've probably used that verse to teach your youth. Uh, and it, it's clear in Scripture that we should be asking God for help with any any petition, any request, um, but I think the the thing that I miss out on is thinking that that's that's all I I can ask for, um, and never getting around to asking God to help help my youth and help me to experience Him in a way that we can't even comprehend. Uh, just to experience the fullness, to be filled with the fullness of God. What a prayer! I think one of the biggest differences here, um, or biggest struggles, I don't know exactly what the right word is, but I've noticed there can be times when I'm praying, when I'm bringing my, my requests or my problems to God, but the focus of my prayer is not on God as much as it is on my problems. I'm focused more on, on the problems than I am on the solution. And I think that's another trap that can fall, we can fall into, is we can be more focused on our problems than we can be on God. And that's part of the reason, I think, what that verse in Philippians is getting at, is don't worry about your problems. Just let God take care of it. And when we pray for our youth, we love them. And when they're struggling with something, it can weigh on us. It can, we can feel and carry that burden. And when we're praying for them, I think sometimes we can be t focused more on the problems and be more worried about the problems than we are trusting in God to be the answer. And I don't know if there's anything more to say on that than that, but, you know, just trying to remember that we don't need to be worried. 
it tells us that there's a God will give us a peace that transcends understanding. All we have to do is is trust in Him. The Bible tells us over and over again, don't worry. And when we're praying, that should be what we're doing is is let giving up our problems to God, not telling Him about them and then holding on to them to continue worrying about and trying to solve ourselves, but telling Him about them, making our requests known to Him, and then focusing on him. I found that when we when you focus on God, your problems don't really seem like problems anymore, even the problems of your youth, because you know that God is the only thing that matters. You know, the only as long as you've got him, as long as you have a relationship with him, then everything else is going to be fine. One other verse I want to bring up when we're talking about how we should pray is Matthew 6, verses 7 and 8, where Christ says, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Two things that first come to mind is heaping up empty words. We're talking about, I think... I don't know if you felt like you've been guilty of this before or not. Um, I, for myself, I don't feel like I heap up words, but at least that's not how I would describe it. But I know there are times when I've prayed and I haven't been honest with God, which really I'm, means I'm, I'm not being honest with myself either because um, I understand God already knows. Um, there's no point in trying to hide anything from him in your prayers, but... You know, for example, if you have a student who is just causing problems in your ministry every day, and it's just really bothering you, really getting under your skin, really getting on your nerves, uh, and you go to pray for them, you might say something like, God, you know, help Jordan, or whatever his name is, or her name, uh, help them to, to just really grow closer to you which is true we want that that's why what we're doing ministry for but sometimes i think we can pray then what we really mean is god help jordan not to be so annoying to me (laughs) Um, and we feel bad saying or thinking that or admitting it Um, and it's not that we don't want jordan to grow closer to god of course we do that's what we're here trying to do. That's why we're in youth ministry. Um, but I think we can we can pray one version of things, or the version that we think sounds nicest, and use words that, that make us more comfortable than what we're actually feeling. Um, but there's no point in that. When we're talking to God, someone who knows our heart uh, better than we do, we should always try to be as honest as possible because that's really what's going to help us the most. And this brings us to the second part and the second question that I have from this verse, which, you know, it tells us God already knows. He already knows what we need before we ask him. So if he already knows, why do we need to ask him? Why do we need to pray if God already knows what we're going to say? You know, and so then that's the second part of this episode. Why should we be praying for our students if God already knows what we're going to say and how we're going to say it? Um, well, there's a bunch of reasons. 
The first one being that we're told to. <laughs> we're told to in Scripture that we should pray. Pray to God, pray for each other, make our requests known to Him. Um, it is a good thing to do. But what we need to understand is that we're not praying to inform God of something. When we pray, we're not telling Him anything that He didn't already know. Um, but He still tells us to pray. So if we don't need to inform him anything, and he still, but he still wants us to tell him, why in the world would he want us to tell him? Well, it must be for us, right? It's for us. When we pray, it's not, we're not doing anything for God. We're not letting him in on any information that he wasn't already privy to. Uh, he tells us to pray for us because it's good for us and for our relationships with our students. Um, you know, like my the example I just gave with Jordan. We have a let's say we have a student who's really just getting under our skin, and we're trying to have patience, but it's just really wearing out. You know, um, prayer, praying for that student, just in our own quiet time behind closed doors, not in front of anybody, not trying to boost our ego or anything, but just praying in our own prayer time for that student can really help us to see them the way that God sees them and not see them as an annoyance or something that's bothering us, but really help us to, to look at them in a new light, even if they're causing problems. It can renew our pool of patience, right? Um, and it helps us to trust God with them. Like we were just talking about trusting God with problems that come up in our lives and in our youth's lives. Uh, it helps us to trust God to minister to them and to get through um, and not in our own wisdom or our own ability as a youth leader, as a teacher, as a youth pastor or whatever. Um, we're here doing ministry, which means that we're just trying to do the will of God and trust in Him. Uh, prayer helps us to let go of control. We can want to control the outcome or want to control what happens or how a student's life turns out, and we can't. And when we pray, we, prayer helps us to let go of that need for control and trust God to take care of our youth better than we can. In, in anything, not just with our youth, prayer helps us to put God first and His will first and not rely on ourselves, our own wisdom, our own strength, or our own understanding. It reestablishes ourselves under the power of God, the authority of God. And that is a great place to be. <laughs> That's where that, that peace can come in. If we're thinking that it's up to us, it's up to our strength, it's up to, to, to our wisdom— to solve these problems, then that's a very stressful place to be. That's when the worry starts to happen that we're going to fail, that we're not enough. And it's because we aren't. We can't do it all. God can. So trust in Him. Be obedient. God calls us to obedience to Him, not to results in anything. We are supposed to do His work, His will, and trust in Him to to bring it to completion, to do whatever it is that he deems right. Uh, and he doesn't have to tell us how things are going to turn out. In fact, he doesn't <laughs> tell us very often how things are going to go. He just tells us what we're supposed to do. 
So let's do what we're supposed to do. Love the kids in our ministry and trust him in everything. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Maximize Youth Ministry. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it's been helpful to to you. I hope you feel more confident and ready to do the work God has laid out before you. And I will see you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed that episode. At the time of recording this, we have five reviews on Apple Podcasts and four on Spotify. I would love it if you could go and increase that number by one. It'd mean a lot to me and let me know that you are out there, you're listening, and you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much for listening.